This podcast about to launch is brought to you by Balance Integrative Health, a medical clinic where traditional and alternative medical practitioners work together to treat the whole you. Insurance accepted. Go to bihnola.com, write out to lunch in the coupon code, and get 20% off your first visit to Balance Integrative Health. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. To visual artists, there's nothing quite as exciting and intimidating as a blank canvas, an empty space that can become anything. For my guests on today's show, that blank canvas is not actually a canvas. It's a building, a wall, a car, a casino, an airport terminal, or even a plane. Arthur Boisfontaine is the co-founder and managing partner of Crystal Clear Imaging. To say the company designs and makes signs is accurate, but that doesn't quite do it justice. You've seen Crystal Clear's work around New Orleans and maybe even around the country. They have offices here, Atlanta, and San Francisco. From cars and buses that look like they've been entirely painted with advertisements, that's actually called wrapped, to the signs and artwork in the Superdome. That's just some of Arthur Boisfontaine's creations. Arthur, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Now, Arthur's artwork is made in a studio and applied to its final location. Mimi Levine works directly on the final surface. Her company, Mondo Murals and Designs, has painted signs and murals on walls from Mindendorf's restaurant in Manchac to the scenic Byway Visitor Center in Ohio and around New Orleans from Rondazzo's to, to the Cupcake Factory. Now, Mimi, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Now, Arthur, in the last few years, we've figured out how to commercialize almost everything. Somebody's come up with the idea of attaching a business's name to a sports stadium, but somebody else came up with the idea of physically attaching advertising to buses, cars, planes, and even skyscrapers. Uh, That requires some sort of technology. What is the technology behind making and applying those images, and how did you come to work with it? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to uh, imagine, uh, what I do is I imagine something small, and then I kind of scale it in my brain to, to go into look at, at the bigger picture of everything. Um, we generally have to take the artwork, and it's really important that we communicate with our clients to make sure that it's set up properly. If it's not set up properly, then it can pixelate, and obviously it doesn't look as clear as and, it and would. And Arthur, they're, they're coming up with, they're asking you a rough idea of what they want, but you're you're making it materialize, right? They don't say, I want a picture of a roadster on this, road, on this, on this wall here. It, in some cases, um, in most cases, they actually have a plan of action of, of the creative. Uh, that may come from their advertising agency. It could come from the corporation, the sporty, sports team uh, that we're working with. The, most of the sports teams that we work with, generally, we're coming up with ideas and bringing them to them, and then they'll take it and, you know, kind of huddle up and put something together that really works but taking it into our shop once the creative's done it we generally on a building reference it's the Benson Tower 
we had 1,100 panels that made up that image. So not only is it important that all of our heads are firing properly on the, uh, on the machines to make sure, because generally it's cyan, yellow, magenta, black, light cyan, light magenta. Everything has to be firing at the, at, at perfectly. So when you get started panel one and you get to panel 250, it all needs to be exactly the same. Sorting is really important as well. Our employees have to really take ownership of every program that we, we do for the simple fact that if, if we get out of sync, you know, it's, it could be a disaster. Now, when you mention that, uh, are the, do you, is there somewhere in New Orleans where you make these, whatever the product is, or is it outsourced somewhere? No, so we make everything. Um, we, have, we have our production facilities. Uh, generally, we try to do the building reps out of New Orleans. Uh, you know, we have a 53,000 square foot building that we purchased shortly after Katrina that's in Elmwood. And, um, and we've really grown um, as a company. I remember when we first opened, we had all the, we, we, we thought we had so much equipment and we really didn't have much. We had a lot of empty space on the floor. Well, now it's pretty much packed. So it's, uh, but we manufacture everything there. And, um, and we have our installation network that we've developed across the country in every major city across the country. So we're taking a local business and, and bringing it across the country and actually international uh, from the standpoint of we just uh, signed another deal with uh, the America's Cup Oracle Team USA oh. and uh, we wrapped their boats and we won the America's Cup. It was Because amazing. of your rap. I of think course. that's what people in the sailing industry are saying today. They, um, <laughs> they, you know, the story I like is how we talked to so many guests about how they came back from Katrina and you came back... Um, Making those little signs that we used to see on the neutral ground that your dry cleaner was open again. and uh, Right. I was yeah. the guy that most people were cursing because we were producing these signs. But that was really the only way to oh, communicate. Was, so, um, yeah. you know, as it went on, uh, I think the city, as people came back, they wanted it to kind of fade out. And it didn't fade out for a while. But um, we printed, we, we put signs out that said signs in 24 hours. We even across the interstate and put a sign across the interstate that said signs in 24 hours. I probably shouldn't be saying that on the radio. <laughs> but, uh, but it was any, anything we could do to bring business to us because we were in survival mode and uh, we really developed uh, a niche at that time and then it developed into our, our business growing at, at a fast rate. Now Mimi, much of your work is commercial. It's on storefronts and restaurants and other commercial spaces. All your work is hand-painted. It is. So first and foremost, you're an artist. I am. Yeah, my background's in theater. I painted my first backdrop in third grade. And wow. And knew then what I wanted to do and have, you know, a 20-year history working for film, theater, commercial productions, like showrooms, uh, work for Mattel Toys. That's right. You were in the Barbie division. Yes, I was. Which always begs the question, <laughs> if, if Barbie is so popular, why do you have to buy her friends? That's, oh. that's always bothered me, but it's... Uh, they, <laughs> now, when you, how aware are you when you design um, a, a commercial piece of its artistic value? Uh, I mean, are you thinking uh, not only getting that, that name out there, but also uh, the artist in you? Oh, certainly aesthetics and color. Um, when I work with clients, they know they want something, but they usually don't know what they want, uh, even in a corporate thing. So there's this nice, uh, almost like production work on working on films where you get together with people and, you know, there's this big brainstorming session. 
And from those ideas, I get to do research, which I love to do, and then putting the whole thing together. Yeah. When you start out, uh, like a good example is that Esplanade Mall situation. There was a, a yes. restroom, which looked like a terrible outside of a restroom, and you turned it into like a Cajun paradise. I mean, how do you, how do, you do that? I mean, how do you see a wall well, and think of something else? I guess, you know, my background in theater, you know, I worked at uh, Le Petit Theater for five years right up until Katrina. Yeah, were and you so doing um, props? The big backdrops, yeah. Oh. Like I do, uh, I think it was 16 by 40 foot backdrops and I'd knock them out in three days, you know, very detailed things. At the time they were doing a lot of musicals and stuff like that. So, you know, I think when I go into a space, and growing up in New York in the 70s, I mean, where there were, there were a lot of murals, uh, telling stories and a lot of advertising murals as well. So I think I've always been amazed by large-scale art. And speaking of large-scale, large-scale competitors, Arthur, I see some of your business, you would be running up against some of the big boys like Lamar Advertising, for instance, bus wraps, things like that. You know, there's uh, Lamar, we, we don't really go into the, the same circle in a lot of cases. We do print vinyls, so we have printed for, for Lamar. Um, it, it's one of those things, if 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 an organization needs something at the last minute and they can't do it, you know, that we'll do it. Uh, we work with CBS Outdoor. We work with some of the big outdoor companies to produce those billboards and some of those massive building wraps for them. Um, but generally, we kind of we kind of ride on our own own path. Now, uh, both of you, how 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 has your business changed with New Orleans? basically rebirth. I mean, uh, it's such a more powerful business environment than it was before. I mean, have you seen it in your work? Yeah, you know, before Katrina, I used to joke, all my clients were pregnant women. I did a lot of kids' <laughs> rooms and things like that. Um, when I was There's working a bumper at, sticker. Yeah, I There's was working a... at Le Petit Theater, and I got a really good review. It got mentioned uh, in a review, and... Um, Typically, they don't mention yeah, stagehands. And that led to audience members bringing me into their home. Since Katrina, uh, as you noted, it's been mainly commercial. And any child-related murals I've done, it's been like for a dental clinic and that sort of thing. Uh, it's commercial spaces for children, but not really too many residential children's projects. Arthur, how do you get your, your name out there? I mean, um, you know, these projects seem so uh, unique. It was, a, it was a... Um, a, a deal where after Katrina losing your home, losing all of your clients, um, selling yard signs, I was really at the Saints facility the day that they came back from San Antonio and I, I felt like that was my opportunity and um, from that standpoint we, we not only did a deal with them but we went over to the Superdome, we got involved in the, in the, the construction project of all the signage in the Superdome and the passion that our, our employees had and our staff had really translated into uh, word of mouth, the Saints talking to other teams and Super Bowls coming and Final Fours and NBA All-Star games. And that's what really opened the door. And now we, we have a saying that we pound pavement every day in our office, and that's our salespeople. You know, we're out there knocking doors on a daily basis. So... Uh, Building those, building more relationships, and and, and you came at two, the two of you came from different ends. You were an artist that sort of became a businesswoman, I guess, and you were uh, you're a business person that 
kind of had to learn about the, you know, the visuals? It, it's funny. I'm dyslexic, so uh, dyslexic and ADD. So it was, uh, wow. it was, it was kind of a <laughs> kind of a unique great. deal. So my life is is memorized. If you really think about it, uh, for us to, you know, we we have our struggles, but. Somebody taught me a long time ago, a mentor of mine, Brad Gerald, who's no longer with us, um, had taught me how to, to go out and, and, and attack in attack mode, to go out and get business and how to close deals. And he taught me how to, you know, his, different, his close was you have to isolate, restate, trial, close, overcome, close. It's what attorneys do every day. But if, he taught me how to really bring that into my daily life. And... Um, so we've taken that model and from selling copiers when I worked for him into this business and really hitting the streets and going out and getting business. And we've really developed, and not only have we done that, but we've taught people how to do the same thing. Some people that had the same uh, problems that I had uh, with dyslexia and others who, who are, live a more of a normal, normal life. But that's kind of how we've... Uh, how I learned how to how to move forward with uh, with and, our plan. And both of your businesses, I, they didn't kind of exist 30 years ago, right? I mean, uh, people. I mean, there was signs and there was advertising, but the creative things you're putting together now weren't really on the books before, right? I, I think in other places, like in Florida, that, that's like a big thing in mural businesses. And yep. uh, I don't know. I think locally, it's it's just different. <laughs> now it's the checklist time of the show, and that's the part where we ask you. We're going to take a little break and ask a question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. So, uh, if you guys are ready for this, I'm going to start with uh, with Mimi, and because uh, you told me you grew up in Brooklyn, uh, what was your first job? Oh, it was working for Studio Three, uh, which is a float building place. It was an Italian family; they're, they're still in business. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah, in Mid City. That was my first job out of high school. Wow. Yeah. So that was... I was a paper mache artist, and I painted. Yeah. Now, uh, are there, uh, what were your career plans when you were in college? Yeah. I had a short stint in college. Um, so it was, I really didn't have plans. I knew that I wanted to work uh, for myself. I'm a master carpenter, cabinet maker by trade. Right. Um, I read some great things I, about I you. Took you don't that, have the time to do it much, apparently. I don't anymore, have the but. time to do it much. Um, but that's, that was kind of... Um, if anything else didn't work out, that's what I was going to do. And um, I always had plans to do to do more and got into sales. And But I really I didn't know what I was going to be able to do. I, re- I really didn't. So was, I kept falling on my face until I found something that worked. And I, I met somebody, a mentor, and, uh, and he taught me how to be uh, better than I was when I met him. So... So having that one person come into your life meant a, meant yeah, a lot. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you know, I can't tell you after doing the show for three years, how many entrepreneurs really have that same idea, of a, a few failures early on, and uh, it kind of made them who they were. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty terrific. The, uh, Arthur, what are some of the pieces you have around town that you think most people see all the time? Like, not everybody goes in the dome, so we're... we're uh, gen- generally, uh, we'll, on the... Uh, parking garage that's right next to the post office you'll have like the big dr pepper and you'll have um, some there's a cox ad that they've put up on on that same garage in a different place a lot of what you see from us is going to be more event driven um so it would be there for a certain correct. period of time and yeah. and really one of the the going back to the the permitting and whatnot you know we 
we wanted to make a splash. We took a, a huge risk in, um, during the first NBA All-Star game after Katrina. Adidas had contacted us about wrapping several buildings. We had never wrapped a building in our life. And um, it was one of those things where I'm like, let's do it. Permits, I didn't really, the city wasn't progressive enough at that time to really wrap their, their brains around, I'm talking the city officials, to wrap their brains around what would, how awesome this would be for the city of New Orleans. So in doing this, we actually just went up and started, we didn't go file for permits, and this was many years ago, so we obviously changed that. Um, but at the same time, we didn't know what we were at that time doing, although we were successful. Um, as far as permitting goes, I'll be I believe it's very important, and I'll tell you why. When you're penetrating a building, you're affecting the warranty of that, of the um, waterproofing of the building. Okay. Okay. So when you're putting adhesive onto a building, you're if you don't use the right adhesive and it leaves a residue, it can affect the integrity of the building. There's so many things that we've learned from working in other cities, but really starting here, that a lot of companies don't understand. And if you don't understand, it can get you in a lot of trouble. We paid over $75,000 to repair a building, our first, one of our first buildings that we did. And it was a, a great lesson, and it's something that I, I would, if I had to do it over again, I mean, I would rather not. But at the same time, it was a great lesson, and it's made us a lot of money just looking at it from that perspective. It'll never happen again. Making sure that we test the adhesives, making sure that we work with our partners, who would be 3M or our different vinyl providers. And so it's, it's really it's taken it to a point where now we go in as a team, with partners in it, 3M and other, other manufacturers, and we pitch the business to the owner of the building or the client, and we, we're more of a valid, uh, we have a valid system that's going to work, and, and they feel more comfortable than just going with a weekend warrior type of yeah. person so, or company. And uh, let me ask you both, what's the weirdest um, installation you've either done or had proposed to you, or the one where you thought, I don't know, maybe this is a little over the edge. Well, the Benson Tower was definitely um, tough. And for my wife cringes when she knows I'm, that I sell these jobs because I'm generally hanging off the side of a building at some point. Now, at this time, now... See, I pictured you behind a desk, Arthur. This is very no, different. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> but, but from the simple fact that I want to get up and I want to feel the building and know what, what types of things we're working with, you know, on the Benson Tower, you have, you have stone, you have the mullions, which goes around the glass, which is aluminum, you have glass, which is glass, and then you have another piece of metal that they almost look like speed bumps there between every floor. And so there's, there's, diff there's four different materials on that building. Do you need four different adhesives? Well, we found a way to do it with two different adhesives, but it's still two different adhesives. So now when you're printing, you're printing... You know, your, your top area, which is stone, and then you're printing your glass area, which is window part. Then you print it. So you're breaking it up, and it's, it's really it's a, it's tough to coordinate all this. So. I've got a dumb question. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, when you're in the inside, can you see out the windows after you? You can. So okay. it's like it being it's in a bus and looking out on a oh, bus. Oh, all right. Okay. This has always troubled me. 
There's a, what about yourself? Maybe? Well, my most challenging project was actually this past summer. Um, I did a huge mural, 8 by 80 feet, for the Beacon Light Baptist Cathedral. And it was a challenge because I realized once I started working with them and coming up with this, because it took them nine years to get back into their space this in, Gentilly over in Gentilly. This Gentilly, yeah. Right, after Katrina. And so they were all very excited and they're very spiritual people. But I realized it's like, oh, this is like the true mural art in New York, like in, the, in Harlem and in uh, the Latino areas, where it's really storytelling. And I had to do a number of portraits, which I've never been asked to do in a mural. So I ended up doing something like 20 different portraits. And how did you do that? Did they give you a, a oh, picture Oh, yeah, of from you? photos and you didn't things have a guy like that. Stand actually, there for nine hours. Well, so. I had some people where, you know, it wasn't quite the right angle. So it's like, can I, you know, I do a little photo shoot with them and really get to look at them. And um, So it was, and they loved it. And they had a big opening. The mayor and everything was there. It was very nice. That's good. Do you yeah. work alone? I do work alone uh, with some stuff like with scaffolding and um, with certain large projects. I need assistance, you know, getting everything into place. But when it comes down to the actual artwork, yeah, it kind of has to be my hand. But I'm very fast. Really? Yes, I am. And do you work at night? If it's inside. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanted to check on that. Thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Boisfontaine, Mimi Levine, almost every single person in New Orleans sees your work regularly without having any idea of who uh, the artists are that created it. Uh, hopefully today we've given New Orleanians a chance to put, if not a face, at least a voice to the pieces of public art you create. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm not going to look at buildings the same after this. They, right. uh, <laughs> my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Arthur Boisfontaine, the co-founder and managing partner of Crystal Clear Imaging, and Mimi Levine, founder of Mondo Murals and Design. You can find out more about Mimi's murals and Arthur's images by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Uh, interpretive dancer Jennifer Smith is our researcher uh, Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch you can get this show as a podcast you can listen to past shows and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites it's neworleans.com and wwno.org support for Out to Lunch comes from Baton Rouge based PreSonus Audio Electronics Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO. 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker online at joneswalker.com Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank Resource Management LLC Lupa Workers Comp and 30 North Investments.